Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. episode of the sack city podcast it does not matter who i am and to be quite frank with everybody it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter who aaron is it doesn't matter who anyone watching or listening is the only person that matters here tonight is joining us back to full time. We all give a special welcome to this man. He is not just my boy. He's not just Aaron's boy. He is your boy, AJ Johnson. Your boy is back in town. Oh. Let's go. Oh, I'm so, oh my gosh, this is such a great feeling. The, even these first words, even these first words, y'all, I'm sure you think you know, and I thought I would know. I had no clue how hard it would be to listen to y'all do the show every day, to watch y'all do the show most days and not be a part of it, not give my takes and just be swamped with life. I finally got a little bit of time back. In a couple of weeks, I'll have all my time back. But from this day forward, unless in circumstances arise that i can't take care of your boy is right here here <laughs> here yep here here yep yep everybody uh, now it's cool <laughs> what is up everybody i am the one and only vinnie milani joined of course by aaron the mukes i mukes and again most importantly your boy a j johnson we have a great show ahead of us episode 12 is underway it's a beautiful march 30th evening here in the city we are going to be giving out those grades we are finally putting a kibosh on all things free agency all things signings and trades and we are giving out those final grades you might not like them you might like them if you don't let us know in the chat or in comments or post or whatever it may be uh let us know what you think and before we get into it aj there's a reason why I have been saving, like I've been doing the social reads as of late because I've been saving it. The special moment for a special somebody to roll back in here and see if you can get back into the flow. AJ, tell them where they can follow us at. All right. Oh my gosh. It's so simple. Is this what I've been missing? You, you guys do so much less work now and you barely even have to present it because Baby hands, Kenny Piggott is right there with you, letting everybody know you can find us at Sack City Pod on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, on TikTok, and every single one of them places is blowing up. So head on over there, tell everybody about it. Make sure you share, make sure you follow, make sure you subscribe. Do it. You know the you know the deal. Do it. It's not SCOD. I don't think we're there. We got to move on. We'll we'll figure a new one out. It's cool. Hey, I'm be ready. a part of the city. Be a part of the city. Okay. Welcome to the city, baby. Welcome be to the part. city. 
Be a part of the yeah. city and follow Blue us. The city limits now, homie. Hey, there you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So make sure you do all that good stuff. Uh, Aaron, I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this on the show the other day. That TikTok video still just has two views. I think it's I'm three making now. history. Three? I think, I think it's three. Oh, great. Good. Uh, and you're probably good. not going to get any more. But you know what's crazy <laughs> is we haven't really posted on there the last few days. Uh, we've all been kind of busy. Um, we'll get back on that. But, um, our, our, our uh, followers went up like with still off that Demarcus Lawrence video. People are still liking that video. Wild. It was it was classic. So we're going to continue to to attack the TikTok game. And, you know, it's early in the football season. So people are still trying to get their footing. People are looking for content. Um, now that AJ is back on board, we're going to be delivering some good content out there. So uh, stay tuned for that. You definitely want to follow us on our TikTok journey. All exclusive content on there. And of course, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. If you miss a show or want to go back and watch it, we have very easily, easy, easy to view clips on our YouTube page. Uh, if you have the time to go check it out uh, and watch all the great stuff that's on there. Uh, yeah, we've got a great show ahead of us. So we're going to be doing those grades. Let's get in to a little news and nugs. Calling it quits. After 13 years, Malcolm Jenkins has decided to retire from the NFL after playing with the New Orleans Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion, three-time Pro Bowler. Aaron, will he be missed? Uh, definitely, man. 2019 Walter Payton Man of the Year nomination. He co-founded the Player Coalition with for Social Inequality and Racial Inequality. And he's only missed one game from November of 2013 because of COVID. 2,651 straight snaps. Unbelievable. The New Orleans Saints have announced that Taysom Hill will move permanently to tight end after signing Andy Dalton to a one-year, $3 million deal. AJ, what are your thoughts on this move? Uh, you know, it's a good it's a good decision. Uh, they tried. He made agreements to be a quarterback and try his best. And in the end, it didn't really work out. But he's too good of a player to sideline. Just like Dennis Allen said, if Jameis is out there playing quarterback, I don't want Taysom Hill standing on the sidelines. Get him in at tight end, make him a utility player, and see if he's putting the best offense on the field. Let's throw it back. The Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are bringing back their throwback jerseys. The Eagles last wore their Kelly Green jerseys back in 2010. The Bucks last wore the Cream Schools in 2012. Aaron, how excited are you to see a little throwback action in 2023? I love this. The Eagles went away from it because of the helmet issue. But my favorite jersey of all time is that creamsicle Tampa Bay. Despite them going 0-26 to start their journey as an NFL franchise, I love the throwbacks. Bring them back. The Baltimore Ravens are locking down John Harbaugh to a three-year extension. Harbaugh has gone 148-96 in his time with the Baltimore Ravens. How important is Harbaugh to the success of the Ravens, AJ? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you see the faith they put in him after an 8-9 season. They extend him to three years. They know with Lamar there at quarterback, they can do some great things together. We're talking about the 2019 AP Coach of the Year. One of the best coaches in the league. The Ravens are going to be just fine with him at the helm. And now, last but certainly not least, the NFL approved the new overtime rule that allows both teams to get a possession in the postseason in overtime. And there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of love. We are going to be diving into this thing first here on the show because really, this is huge news. A big time change in the NFL coming in the postseason. Now we are going to see both teams possess the ball. Gentlemen. Aaron, start with you. How are you feeling about this new overtime rule? 
Uh, well, the fact that you have to ask me that question tells me you didn't pay attention. No, I, you, you know how I feel. We had this conversation um, last night. I, I think it's a reaction. It's what the NFL always does. It's an overreaction to a situation that happened where fans started to, to pour out and say it needed to be changed. And it was an opportunity for the NFL owners to look at the game and say, we can get more football. We can get more money by doing this particular maneuver. Um, I'm, you know me, I'm a numbers guy. Um, it, It's funny to me how we want to place this importance on the playoffs all of a sudden now when all the rules have been the same. Uh, The fact of the matter is uh, I'm going to give you three numbers and then two points and I'll be done with my overtime talk. You know, I don't like it. 18% of regular season overtime games since the rule change in 2010, 18%, the first team that got the ball scored a touchdown. 58% in the postseason. Obviously, that number is higher in the postseason because it's only 12 games. It's a smaller sample size, but it's still seven of 12 games. It's almost 50%. Um, Nobody complained when the Falcons were down or when they were up 28 to three and the Patriots came all the way back, went into overtime, got the ball, and the Falcons never got the ball. You know why nobody cared? Because nobody wanted to see Matt Ryan get the ball again. He couldn't score for two straight quarters. We didn't care. Nobody cared when... Cincinnati stopped Kansas City a week after the Josh Allen game. Nobody cared when Tim Tebow threw an 80-yard pass to Demarius Thomas. Nobody cared when Tom Brady the GOAT drove down the field and beat Patrick Mahomes when he was still kind of this new quarterback. Um, Nobody cares. So Buffalo gave up 44 yards in 13 seconds to send that game to overtime. It still matters. Defense is still a thing in the NFL, and I don't like that they're taking that away from uh, the game. And I think it's a sentiment across the NFL for defensive players. If you looked at Twitter, defenses were upset. Offensive players wanted to see more. And um, I think this is a fan thing. Vinny mentioned it. This is for the fans. This is for more revenue. Uh, but I think it diminishes the NFL. It diminishes the game a little bit. And that's just my take. Aaron, it's my first day back. I'm not going to come in here and just go at you or anything. Honestly, I'm just happy to. Even get a solo. That's that looked good. That's a good solo. You had a lot of good points. You know, I'm not gonna dive into the numbers. I know your research is unmatched in most cases. Um, I will first go with what you were saying about the games. Uh everybody nobody cared when Tebow threw that ADR pass to Demarius Thomas because it was new. It was fun, it was exciting. It's like that's how offense should be played. You think about it from that moment on, the way the offense has taken off in the NFL has been something people have marveled at. With Kansas City and Tom Brady. A lot of people cared. To me, that's what I remember. That was the first time people started talking about this rule because you wanted to see a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who had just had an MVP season thrown for 50 touchdowns, hit the ball back and see what he could do against the GOAT Tom Brady. That started that Tom Brady-Baby-GOAT rivalry. Um, The Cincinnati game, that's where people were like, well, this is how it should be played. Everyone talking about last week when Josh Allen didn't get the ball back, look what Cincinnati did. That was said on multiple fronts. So I think you hit on something. I think you missed on something there. What I'm going to say here is I do think it's a good idea. I understand that if you're going to do it, go all the way. Uh, The postseason only is a little wishy-washy. But as we alluded to, if they decide to do that and it works, then they will probably extend it into the league. Um, I think about it this way because football is one of the only sports where it is on one side at this point in time. You know, in basketball, the guys playing offense are playing defense. In hockey, for the most part, the guys playing offense are playing defense. In baseball, they don't get it over when the top of the inning's out. They still get the bottom in if they're if the other team is up. In football, the offense is on the field. The defense is on the field. If the defense messes up, the offense had nothing to do with that. And when you're talking about a championship on the line, I don't mind that the other team at least gets an opportunity 
I like the fact that they didn't want to go back to back and sudden death happens immediately. That's how I think it should have been. But the fact that both offenses get a chance to, to protect their shot at a trophy because they made it to the playoffs. I'm okay with that. I, I like the I like what you said there with the, with the fact that you brought up how baseball has top of the top of the inning and the bottom of the inning, even in overtime. And we talk about how football is a true team sport. Well, this is, this is a, this is a true team thing here where you're allowing both sides of the ball to get a chance to win or lose you that football game here. Uh, I like this discussion. We'll have to table this discussion for maybe Friday's show fun and games Friday. And we'll have a little bit of a debate segment. Uh, I guess you're going to have to tune in and find out Friday at 8 PM Eastern time right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And of course, belly up sports TV, uh, but it is time to get on the bus gentlemen let's uh let's put on the backpacks let's grab our brown paper sack and go to school and let's get it's out lucky. let's give out these grades let's give out these grades uh that, did you like my brown sack uh my paper sack let me ask you this question how many times did you bring a brown paper sack to school often <laughs> Actually, it was a grocery bag. I, I was more of a grocery bag kind of guy. Brought my lunch in a brown paper bag. I, I was more of a grocery bag type of guy. When I what thought I was too, when I was thought, when I thought I was too cool for lunch boxes, I Bro, what? Yeah, yeah. Dick Tracy lunchbox. Let's get it. I had a Dick yeah. Tracy lunchbox. You Me, know, meaning that. more for high school, like middle school. I had a SpongeBob lunchbox. Oh, it was it was so cool. It was you like three D lunch in high school. That's yeah. impressive. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. My impressive. mom loves me. I'm a, I'm a mama's boy. My, a, my son brings his lunch sometimes in high school, like when he wants to eat well, like on game day. But that's pretty impressive because yeah. I was all about getting the pizza out of the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. I, so like my oh, senior, we were playing my, cards at the table to make sure we can get money. So we were ordering from the actual yeah. people not eating that school lunch. Yeah. My, my junior and senior year, I ended up by, I ended up having like both. I would, I had like a permission, like a slip to get lunch. Uh, and then I also brought my lunch as well. So it was, it was good. It was good stuff. So, all right, let's get into these grades though. Enough about, about my misery in high school and, and all this other good stuff. Did you uh, get bullied? Cause your I lunch box was not bullied. <laughs> that's why I didn't have lunch money. That's why I brought my lunch. Cause I got bullied. I, that's what it was. I, I was, I was bullied. Um, no, let's get into these grades here. So what we're going to go do is we're going to go division by division and give out our grades. Uh, you'll see them on our graphics that you're going to that we're going to pull up and uh, we're going to dive into some of them and we're going to get things going with the AFC West. That's the Chiefs. That's the Raiders. That's the Chargers. That and, it has no AJ whoa, grade oh, on it. Whoa, whoa, Ouch. whoa. That's not right. Still, that ain't right. Oh that ain't right. Wait a second. He's still God. not used oh, to it. Oh my He's goodness. He's going to blame StreamYard. I know it. Dude, <laughs> I swear to God, it was there. It was there. I don't know what happened uh, to it. Oh, kill me now. Kill me now. Looks like we can start with a different division. Looks like we're going to start with the AFC North to give myself some time to do this AFC West because that is not right. Uh, So the AFC North looks like this. The Cincinnati Bengals, Steelers, Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Aaron, this is your first time really seeing all of our grades here. What what kind of jumps? So we're kind of almost even across the board here, right? This is, this is fairly, wow. fairly yeah, fair, it's, right? It's, 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 I mean, it seems like we're all on the same page that we all kind of have the same mindset. The one thing that obviously jumps off is you have the Bengals having an A after yeah. you kind of questioned some of the moves of the Bengals. <laughs> you questioned whether they were going to be a loser of free agency. Yeah. And then all of a sudden a week later, Bengals fans go in on Dylan 
and now Vinny changes his tune. Are you afraid of Cincinnati Bengals fans? I am not. Someone has to be a someone. Someone on our show has to be likable by Bengals fans. We just have to reach everybody here. Okay. Uh, no, but realistically, what I am. The way I the way I view it here, and after I thought about it, and I'm trying to stay consistent here with my with my grades, you'll see it through the rest of the of the show. Is I gave a higher grade to those teams that went out, assessed their needs, and went out and got. Now, obviously, we get a lot of hate from Bengals fans how we discredit their defense all the time, and that's a fair that's a fair assessment. That's why I didn't have them with an A plus. I think I just left them with an A. It, this what separated it from an A minus to an A plus is is the defense not addressing it all the way there, uh, but the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals went out and actually addressed every single one of their needs and the players they got are not bad players. They're, they're, they're all good, good, talented players. We talk about how the impact of Lyle Collins being their their new tackle is, is huge for Joe Burrow. This is a team that went out and got better. This is a team that noticed the, the problems and went out and fixed it. And that's what we said at the beginning of all this is what the Bengals needed to do was address that offensive line and spend all of their money on the air offensive line. That's what they did. So why is it not an A, even though they went out and did exactly what we asked them to do? Um. It's, it's not just that. I think that's the point. They did go out and address the offensive line, which, I, which is why I gave them a high B. But we did mention, we haven't brought up some of the losses they had on that defensive side of the ball. I know they're not big names, but guys like Larry Ogunjobi, we talked about, a Trey Flowers, a Trey Wayne, a Vernon Hargraves. These are depth at the cornerback position, which they're already thin at. It leaves you basically three guys, Chidobe Awuzie, Eli Apple, and then Mike Hilton in the slot. And the fact of the matter is, is that they're very thin back there. And I worry about that depth, especially against AFC teams that have enormous talent on the outside. So it's not that they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Yes, they addressed the offensive line. Good for them. That's why I gave them a B plus, but they still needed to improve that defense. The reason they need to improve a defense that was so good last year is because everybody else is also improving. And let's be honest. I don't care that Bengal fans hate it. They played the Raiders. They played the Titans in the playoffs. Not two of the best offensive football teams last year, um, really. I mean, and then they went and they held the Chiefs in the second half, but that first half was still ugly. Remember, that defense was getting exposed before they got locked down and made some adjustments. So there is still some worry there, but they did address needs, which is why I thought they deserved a B plus. Yeah, well, that's why I thought they deserved an A, and that's because you'll see later on in my list that I do have teams that have that have A pluses, and it's it's really that's what separated them from an A to an A plus is that they didn't address address the overall. Uh, all their overall needs and some of the guys there may not have been the best at their position, but still you can't complain about a team that has went out and gone and done what they needed to do. In my I also opinion. wanted to point out, I, I worry like they had so much cap space where, what did they really do with that cap space? I know they got the offensive lineman, but those aren't high price guys. I believe they still have almost $20 million in cap space. I would like to see them use that um, effectively. Let's just say that. And, and again, there's still time. We're grading as of right now, the draft, they're going to address those needs, I'm sure, um, and maybe some other free agents. But as of right now, I think they could do a little bit more. AJ? I'm right there with Aaron. That's why my grade is, as as you see it there, uh, I thought they needed to do more with that defense. As good as their defense was, I've said it, I've said it multiple times last year during the season, they're very opt- opportunistic. You know, they made good plays when they needed to, and that's what separated them from some of the other defenses that are probably right on their same level. 
It's great that they were able to get that offensive line headed in the right in the right direction. It's great that they brought back BJ Hill. I think he's a good guy for them. Uh, franchise tagging Jesse Bates, but that secondary is going to need a lot of help. We Eli Apple had to go out and tell people he'll be back stronger because he knows how bad he played last season. Um, they need more, and that's just a fact of the matter. The offense of the NFL is getting better by the second, and if you don't have a defense that can you know, stay back in the back in the secondary that can hold their own. You're going to have problems. And you're certainly not going to make it back to the Super Bowl with those three guys as your main cornerback. Let's not even talk about injuries. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. Uh, is there anything else that jumps out to you guys from this list that you want to, that you want to bring up that you kind of wanted to dive into on your grades on why, like the, obviously the Browns going out and get to Sean Watson, I, that, that kind of would jump out to me is why you didn't give them an a plus Aaron. Cause th- this is a Browns team that went out and Ooh. got to Sean Watson. I did and, give them an a plus or AJ, Ooh. AJ, you did not give them an a plus why you did not give them an a plus. And then obviously this is like, this is like, this is, yeah, 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 a couple, yeah. couple, yeah, a flip of the coin could have been the difference. Yeah. Honestly, uh, it, it's more just that I didn't really give many people an A plus, and and there could be <laughs> multiple reasons. And part of this was Deshaun Watson's great. That's what got them the A. Uh, got Mamari Cooper helping that A for the, for me. Fact of the matter is Deshaun Watson's probably going to sit out six to eight games, if not ten. Uh, and of course, for their future, that's going to be great. I, I think they needed some more help. On the offensive line now, they let go of J.C. Treader to get Deshaun Watson. Uh, their defense is still questionable. What are you doing, Baker Mayfield? There's just some questions still around their team. Um, I'm happy for what they did do, keeping David and Joku as well. But there's just some questions. You had to, you had to just blow me completely out of the water. And then, if I want to be completely honest, <laughs> I mean, I'm a little salty. They, the Falcons were the last oh, team in the running. Oh, oh yeah. Now we're getting to the this is like the conversation we had on uh, the other day, Vinny. Now we're getting to the real root of the problem. That's a little the homerism part. here because he did nope. not get Deshaun Watson. I started that. That's what it is. That was the first thing I put down, and then I went realistic with it. Oh, so man. It, it's the smallest part. I'm not. I, the, I became a realist matter, after I felt it. Is being as young as Deshaun Watson is a team that goes out and gets a franchise quarterback at that age. There wasn't no other way but to give him an A plus. Yeah. In my in my book, um, you cool. get a franchise quarterback in his prime. You know, basically, that that's a win always for me. I know they do, and you brought up some good points. They do have a lot of holes. They did lose Austin Hooper, Rashard Higgins, Jarvis yeah. Landry, J.C. Treader, Clowney, McKinley, Malik. Yeah. Like they lost players, but they got Watson. So I couldn't go off that A. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's it's hard to uh, to go against that. Uh, is there anything else that you guys wanted to touch on with this AFC North? Anybody? I just have one other point, not not really a, the team whole team thing is um, Baltimore would have been higher had they were a, if they were able to keep Zadarius Smith. Yep. Losing him, um, I love the the Marcus Williams, but the fact of the matter is they lost Zadarius Smith. They need that pass rush, so I had to move them down. I, I didn't think they did enough. It otherwise, Stagnant yeah, I didn't, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think they did enough. Uh, sorry, Baltimore Ravens fans, but uh, yeah, I don't think you guys did enough to, to, especially with what the way things are going now. It's it's hard to find an AFC team that didn't go out and make a like. If you look at it, all the AFC teams, there aren't that many that didn't go out and make a semi big to big signing or big move to push them over the edge. Really, even the bad teams, the Jets, the Jaguars, those type of teams, the Texans, all of them. I mean, they really they've made big time moves. So. Yeah. The Ravens did not. Well, so it's you know arguably, what? No, it's arguably because they were coming back healthy, right? They're bringing back They're- a ton of players that didn't play last year. Yeah. Um, 
but they definitely could use some help on the outside and the back into that secondary at corner on the opposite side of Marlon Humphrey. They got the safety, but their pass rush is going to struggle. Yep. Yep. We'll get breaking. There. I'll, I'll finish this and you'll jump into that. The other, the last okay. one quick news with, with Lamar Jackson's contract still up in the air, the money could have been a question of what they were going to be able to do and how they could structure it to sign other people. They Go might ahead. want to keep yeah. that space open. I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, breaking news on the show, uh, Bruce Arians is retiring from coaching and he's moving to the Buccaneers front office, uh, meaning Todd Bowles will run the show now in Tampa Bay. He will be the new head coach. This is all according to Ian Rapport, uh, uh tweeting that out uh, just moments ago. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay is now going to have Todd Bowles as their new head coach and Bruce Arians shifting to the front office. Let's uh, let's just go out of order here and go into the NFC South and just go right there. We'll just stick with this Tampa Bay Buccaneers grades here. A plus A and B. We're judging this as a whole. Does this move change any of your grades that you guys gave for the Bucks? No, no for me. I, I, okay. I honestly, I kind of seen this coming. Um, okay. I don't Ooh. think this is a shock. And I think this was Bruce Arians plan all along um, was to step away at some point and leave it to one of his either Byron left, which are Todd Bowles. Um, I, I'm not surprised by this. I'm not shocked. I don't think it has any impact on their team. Um, I think that organization has run really, really well. Jason Light does a really good job as a general manager there. Their ownership has done a great job. Uh, fact of the matter is, is they won the offseason the minute Tom Brady came out of, un, you know, unretired, right? Because it brought back a Ryan Jensen. It brought back a Carlton Davis. You know, it brought these guys back, even though they're losing a ton of pieces. Yeah. Still, I, I, I they, think it, they won when Tom Brady came back. And I think one of the biggest things here, too, is is we talk all the time about this, how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one of the few teams in this league that have bought into this system, bought into everything that's going on, whether it be through Tom Brady or whether it be through Bruce Arians. I don't think people buy in less to Bruce, to, to Todd Bowles than they do with Bruce Arians. I think Todd Bowles is a very well-respected head coach in this, well-respected coach in general uh, in the NFL, whether it be a defensive coordinator, whether it be a head coach, he is very well-respected. And, and you might look, people might look at this move and say, oh, they're losing, they're dropping down a peg, but I think it's still all the same here. And I, I think, it's hard to it's hard to say Tom Brady, maybe not. He might have been aware of this even when he said he was going to come back. Like this may have all been discussed even when Tom Brady was weighing in on whether he was going to come back or not, which could go to show how important Todd Bowles is and how special Todd Bowles is. If Brady knew Bruce Arians wasn't coming back and said, OK, I still want to play for a great coach in Todd Bowles. So this is huge. I had them at an A plus, though. And I guess this is where we are all different aj you had him at a b a solid b yeah so um as i as i had mentioned earlier i uh this came with these a lot of my grades are first thought grades I just kind of like took a glance kind of assessed it in my head put a grade and kind of moved on and kind of worked my way through it um the part of it for me was tom brady coming out of the time was huge um let him have done it a day sooner let him have been able to keep a kappa you know, let him be able to keep that whole offensive line because, you know, they would have been there for him if he had come out a little sooner. Um, so now, you know, they're going to have to take some of that draft capital and probably look towards the offensive line now uh, instead of looking to get more defense in that secondary because we saw how banged up they were um, defense on that front line with, uh, you know, the 
the older guys who will probably be out of there, if not this year, next season. So, um, and honestly, it could be a B plus, give me an A minus. You know, I, I might have been a little low. Um, but the thing for me with Todd Bowles is this is the right time as well, you know, because yeah. when he was with the Jets, you could see he, he had the makings of a good coach. I just don't think he was ready. And yeah. being able to sit back and kind of learn from multiple people, learn from a Bruce Arians, honestly, learn from a Tom Brady and be in that, that type of environment and the culture that they have there in Tampa Bay. I think, I think you're going to see a very, like you said, well-respected and, and more prepared Todd Bowles as a head coach. And it's great that this is happening going into the season and not being dropped in his lap uh, later on in the middle of the season. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to bring up this quote before we go any, any further. Ian Rappaport said, Bruce Arian's dream has been to pass it on to one of his assistants when the team was in great shape. Now Todd Bowles will run the show. That. I mean, th- th- I mean, it's just, class act, man. It- it's a glowing endorsement for Todd Bowles. It's a true testament to the level of what Bruce Arians was as head coach. And I mean, and now he's still gonna be in the front office. So he's not, he's not leaving anywhere. So it's, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be great for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, organization. Ruth, Aaron, did you have any, what, what do you guys think this does for Byron Leftwich? I think he lost. honestly, I don't think it does much. I, I don't think it changes much. I think the relationship between Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich is really solid. I think, yeah, I think it does a little bit, but not in the way that you might think. I think this does for Byron Leftwich. Maybe he wants to stay and be maybe a Josh McDaniels to a Bill Belichick. Maybe Byron Leftwich wants to be the 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 go to the <laughs> what what this. If you don't say, you don't say it. But if you do, it's all good. We got you. <laughs> I, I, I was going to maybe he just wants to be that that guy who gets who who helps lead this great offense in, into the future and, and wants to be the I don't want to say side. Well, I don't want to say sidekick, but he why would you want to go away from Tom Brady? Like as an offensive coordinator with that stature, he can he can coach offense as long as Tom Brady plays. Yeah. And then he can decide to go be a head coach somewhere if he wants to. I, I don't think this changes Byron Leftwich's uh, trajectory as far as coaching career or or path he's really on. He had yeah. some looks this year, but I don't think that was a right fit for him. And and I think he'll be fine. He's young. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today. Only a Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Uh, yep. Let's, f- let's finish off these uh, NFC South here real quick. AJ, uh, buddy, oh there's something, there's something glaring here. You're just a homer, man. No, no, no. All right. So, so what happened here? Go ahead. You can put us well, all on screen. Uh, let me, let me, oh, oh, let me, let me, for our audio listeners who don't understand what's happening because they can't see the graphic AJ, I guess audio, if, if you're listening to this on audio, I feel bad because I didn't even go through all the grades, which I probably should. Uh, AJ has given the Atlanta Falcons a C while myself and Aaron have given them a big fat F AJ explain yourself. So, so if, if everyone could take a second and look at their keyboards, you know, C and D and F are are real close to each other. And, you know, I think when I was putting my fingers down, 
I think I just missed the button. Oh, so you're, <laughs> oh, so you're retreating. Okay. So, so, so as you, as you, as you said earlier, or as I said earlier, I didn't give many people uh, a plus. I also didn't really give anybody else. Um, the fact of the matter with the Atlanta Falcons is this is the second year in a row that they were pretty strapped for cash. Um, they just took a $45 million cap hit by trading away Matt Ryan. And they were able to do some small things. Uh, you know, Auden Tate will finally get a chance to show that he's a good football player, not a great football player, not a number one. Losing Russell Gage was huge. I understand that as well. Um, losing Foya Loquan, I think that's huge. We'll talk about right, that. So, wait, so let, let's get to the part where they got a C, though. <laughs> and not an F. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, they lost, I, they lost I, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. They lost Matt I really, Ryan. I, I love the fact that Cordero Patterson's going to be back. I think he can still work well within our offense. Uh, Damian Williams is not a huge name. We we never get a second huge name for running back, but we've seen him do some solid things. I like Auden Tate as a receiver. I followed him since he was at FSU. Um, and let's be honest, we have the best kicker in the league now again for five years. Young Hoku gives him a C by himself. Okay, yeah. so so did you, I make you believe it? No, no, you didn't. <laughs> um, and you you made one. You made a very good point. Obviously, being strapped for cash, right? That that's so hard in their situation. But this this is my issue. You move on from a Matt Ryan, and I know they're trying to do right by him. You move on from him, but you're still eating the forty million. Like I would have rather received zero compensation <laughs> from the Colts. Like I don't care. We don't need a draft pick. Just take some of the salary, yeah. right? So you can yeah. free up that space. And they didn't get any of that done. That's part of the reason why, like guys like Amari Cooper and them were let go or traded. The other teams were taken on the cap hit. I would have liked to see that. I also didn't like the loss of a Russell Gage. Russell but Gage. Bigger, there were things outside of even Atlanta's franchise's control. Calvin Ridley being suspended a year hurts. Uh, losing guys like Alua Khan and Dante Fowler. They just didn't Fowler add anything. Mar Marcus Mariota is a cool little ad to kind of be a stopgap. I could not give them a grade, which is why they got an F, because they didn't yeah. do literally anything. I got a question for you, though. If you, because you and I both gave them Fs, if Atlanta drafts a quarterback in the first round this year, does it get bumped up? Depending on who? Yeah, of course. If they, when they start Kenny to baby add, hands pick it. Kenny when, baby when hands pick it. it when the draft is over, Vinny, of course, these grades are going to look different. I, we're not talking about what well, is. Not we're necessarily. About what is. Not, not necessarily, though. The, the Atlanta can yeah. have a shitty draft and it stay at an F. A, a shitty draft is only going to be us saying these players are not good. Okay, fair. If they address the position, because they have so many holes, if they draft an offensive lineman, we're going to be like, great. If they draft a receiver, we're going to be like, great. If they draft a quarterback, we're going to be like, awesome. They draft a, they DB, draft a tight like, end, I'll they quit. Need it. I will leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless they go draft seven tight ends, then we're, then we're, you know, we're, in, we're in trouble. But Dylan, 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 Dylan. They'll be fine. It's yeah. just right now, it's, it can't really give them a good grade because they haven't yeah. done anything. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. They, Fair I, enough. Do, I will say, lastly, I think they rushed Marcus Mariota because they just freaked out that there's not many people left to go get. And like I said, I, I don't want to go into this season with Felipe Franks or AJ McCarron. <laughs> Marcus Mariota has at least started at this level, has shown some flashes as a Raider, and I think can work pretty well. So I don't think he's like, yeah, we got a quarterback, but uh, it's better yeah. than us going, oh, if we went in with Felipe He'll be, he'll Franks, be fine. He's a, good, he's a good stop gap. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. for the rest of our NFC South, uh, Aaron and myself gave the Saints a C. AJ was generous and gave them a B minus. Uh, and then it was for the Carolina Panthers, a C plus, a C and a B minus. Anything jump out to you, gentlemen, or you want to move on? 
Good to move on. Good to move on. We're kind of, you know, whatever. AFC West, we go back to the AFC side with AJ's grades actually there. Uh, A lot of consistency here. A lot of consistency here with this AFC West because this was the division that went out and made the moves and got better. And just about every team in this division got better. The only thing I'm interested in here talking about is AJ giving the Denver Broncos a B plus while both Aaron and myself again on the same page at a plus you gave them a B plus. You didn't even give them an A. You didn't even give them an A. Uh, Vinny, you got my grade wrong. Uh, first of all, uh, my grade for the Broncos is not an A. It's a B plus. Really? Wait, what? Yes. Yes. So um, it is a B plus and I'll explain. Oh, it's a B plus in there. Yeah. I, I think there was a little bit of an overreaction for the Denver Broncos offseason moves because they got Russell Wilson, which is, you know, a great franchise quarterback. I'm not knocking that, but he's also a franchise quarterback. That's not the same age as Deshaun Watson. He's obviously older. He's a little bit more beat up and played in the league a while. Um, and then we talked about the Randy Gregory perhaps being a little bit overhyped. And that was the only addition they made on really on the defensive side of the football. You, you talk about they, they did add DJ Jones um, and guys like Kwan Williams, but nobody really big. They lost Kendall Fuller. They lost um, Melvin Gordon. They lose Bryce Callahan, Kareem Jackson and Teddy Bridgewater, who's a, you know, sufficient backup quarterback. I think they did a good job but I don't think they rise to the level of some of these teams, especially for where they finished last year. They were not in a tough division. They were not in the playoff race really after like week four to fifth or 13 or 14. Um, and they got a lot of work to do still to, to kind of overcome some of those other teams in that division, even though I do think they're playoff worthy with their talent. They have, I do, I still think they could have addressed some other needs, especially defensively. Yeah. Fair um, enough. That's, literally what i would have said <laughs> if i had if i went like i don't honestly russell wilson is in a different conference i don't know how much you can say he improved on a roster he's got better weapons right now arguably uh you know no dk metcalf but we know what Cortland sutton can do with down the field jerry judy's a great route runner kj hamler's your tyler lockett speedster um but that defense that back end that's what that's what i was so happy about last season that I had faith in the Broncos because their defense was really, really good. They haven't managed to resign a lot of those guys, and I don't think that they will. So um, it, it, they've got some things to do in the draft, and maybe that'll be where their grade gets up. But other than that, um, Russell Wilson's great. It's another team that has been looking for a quarterback for ever, and uh, finally have gotten one because the way quarterbacks play now, he's got some time. It's not like he's on his way out. He's not where Peyton Manning was four seasons and done or anything, but he is much older than Deshaun Watson, as Aaron alluded to but still a very great quarterback. They just have some work to do to make sure he's getting what he was expecting when he moved to Denver. And they have a new head coach, right? Who's an offensive yeah. guy, right? After losing a defensive guy who had that defense playing really well last year. So you wonder how that is going to translate coming into the 2022. Yep. Yep. Uh, one last thing on this AFC West that I wanted to bring up though, uh, is mm-hmm. and obviously yes, your grade is still wrong. Um, is just the Chiefs in general. How you got, this is you got. I have I have the Chiefs at a C plus, not an A plus. Why did you change that? I didn't that change it. Why is it C plus? Yes, this is not the right graphic. That is one thousand percent not the right graphic. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault, everybody. He was very excited that his boy was back on the show. Yeah, he was flustered and mentally. I, that's okay because you can me. make it after, and I can put it in there when I when I go to post this. But yeah, um, that yeah, too. The Chiefs had a C plus. Like, let, let's be real. You lose Tyreek Hill, you lose Tyron Matthew, 
You lose Shavarius Ward. You lose Austin Blythe, Mike Hughes, Kyle Long, Daryl Williams, who is a good running back. Um, Melvin Ingram, who was big for them last year. And Anthony Hitchens, who's one of their better linebackers, which they kind of lack at. Um, I don't know how you say they really did much outside of bringing Juju, NBS, and Justin Reed at this point. Um, it, it was it was decent. I mean, they, they tried to address some needs, but that cornerback position is, is going to be a struggle for them right now. They're really hurting on the back end in a really good division. And then I also worry about the, they bringing in Ronald Jones helps, but losing Daryl Williams, I don't think people realize how good Daryl Williams has been for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a really, really solid third down um, pass player, pass protector. He's kind of been a security blanket for Patrick Mahomes over the past couple of years, and they're not bringing back Jarek McKinnon either. So you hope Ronald Jones can come in and do some things. But Ronald Jones was never really great in the passing game. And now you have a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who hasn't been able to stay healthy. What do you do there? So, um, yeah, I, I don't think – I don't know. I don't think they did much. And, and the biggest thing – is you get rid of Tyreek Hill and you think some cap space opens up. And I would think that now they would go maybe try to get a Wagner, maybe try to bring back a Tyron Matthew. And I haven't seen that yet. Um, And we'll see what happens in the draft. But as of right now, I didn't think it was very, very impressive for what the Chiefs did. With the losing Tyreek Hill, I like what they did. Uh, MVS, while none of these guys are as fast as Tyreek Hill, they, they can be used in some of the same ways. Uh, uh, MVS will be that downfield threat. We saw what Aaron Rodgers was able to do with him, and we know Patrick Mahomes can mimic a lot of that. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be what they were hoping Sammy Watkins was when they got him. Uh, we, we can talk about Juju in all certain type of ways, immature, doesn't focus on the game, whatever. When he's on the football field, more often than not, he's performing, and I think he's proven that. And being with the Patrick Mahomes, going from a declining Ben Roethlisberger, I think we can see a good season from him when he stays healthy. I believe Ronald Jones uh, won't need to be used in the passing game as much. I think CEH will get to do that role a lot more. And I know you alluded to him staying healthy. We hope and we assume right now because we want to see it, that this will be the year that happens. Eventually, these guys come out of college young, get hurt a little bit, and then they find their footing in the NFL, their bodies mature, whatever it may need to be. So I think they get to use him a lot like that. And Ronald Jones just needed to be unleashed. Every single time we thought it was his backfield, somebody else came in. I mean, you're not you're not going up against a Leonard Fournette. You know, he's just he's just a different type of character. So uh, I agree with everything you said on the defensive side of the ball. And part of the reason I didn't give them the grade I or a higher grade was I think Tyron Matthews is too big for you to lose. Uh, I expect them to go in the draft and try to get some of the secondary pieces and start building that way. They always find a way by week nine, 10, 11 to get that defense together. So. That's the only reason I didn't freak out too much about what they did on the defensive side. Uh, Let's move on now to the AFC South. Let's hope this graphic's right. Uh, (laughs) It should be Uh, pretty sure it is. Here is your AFC South grades. And uh, we were all consistent on just about all of these, except for AJ, you given you, you are just so generous, especially with the Colts, your Indianapolis Colts, you and Dylan, well, Carson Wentz doesn't play for the Colts anymore. I guess you can't say it's uh That it's was your, part your of the reason they got a better grade. <laughs> okay, so you they got a better grade because they, they they upgraded from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan? Well, not even the Matt Ryan part. Honestly, it could have been. The only way they would have gotten lower is if they did not get a quarterback at all. Uh, the fact that Carson Wentz is gone gave them a higher grade, and then they got a veteran. And sure, that's what they've been doing for the last couple of years. And, but, I mean, Phillip Rivers was able to make it work. I think Matt Ryan's good enough to make – to keep them to not lose that last damn game to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll tell hey, you man, that. They're much. still going to lose a game in, in Jacksonville <laughs> this year. 
You're, you're not wrong. Matt Ryan's definitely an upgrade, but I, I will say this. The reason the Colts don't get a good grade here, the reason they get a, I believe I gave him a C minus. Um, it's, they got bumped up because they traded Carson Wentz because they got rid of him and bring in a Matt Ryan. But really, you have to look at the landscape of the AFC. Does Matt Ryan make that team a Super Bowl threat? I don't nope. think so. All those great quarterbacks in the AFC and the rest of the team. And then you have a team that has so much cap space. And the two moves they made was two trades. Yannick Ngakwe was great. That's, that's awesome. And Matt Ryan. But where's the money? They spent $40 million ba- they, they Like, they're saving money by getting Matt Ryan because they're not paying that salary. What have they actually done? They haven't signed anybody. What, what is – I don't get – I get the whole Colts are cheap thing, but this is beyond cheap. This is like, you know what? It's we see all these good players out there. It's embarrassing. Eh, we don't want any of them. We, we don't want any of them. And, yeah. and then they lose guys like Mark Lewinsky – um, Eric Fisher already on that offensive line. Their we, line's gotten a little bit weaker. Matt Ryan's a statue. Uh, they just didn't address anything. So I give them credit for getting Matt Ryan, which is an upgrade, and Yannick Ngakwe. But all that money they had is kind of wasted to me. So uh, that's why they got a C minus. Yeah, they didn't really address any hole. Like if you look at it, they didn't really address any hole. Like even with even with getting Matt Ryan, quarterback wasn't. Uh, like a big glaring hole for the Indianapolis Colts. It was a hole, but not like, yeah, sure. Okay. You got him, but it really doesn't do much. Like the needle has not moved really for the, this Indianapolis Colts team, especially in an AFC that everyone's moving the needle, except for a select few teams like the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, any other grades show? I mean, the Jaguars get a minuses across the board. The Titans get a B plus from me because I do like the Robert Woods signing or the Robert Woods trade mm-hmm. and the uh, Ben Jones re-signing. But Aaron, you gave them an A minus. Is that is, or you had the you hold that in higher regards with the Robert Woods and uh, Ben Jones re-signing? Their defense was really good. They get Robert Woods. They added Austin Hooper, which I think is a big for them. And you get Robert Woods. Um, and then, you know, losing Julio Jones. I think Julio was more of a headache than anything because you never knew when he was going to be there. Um, this gives a, you know, a solid target for Ryan Tannehill. And it goes to show you that they know what they have to do. In order for Ryan Tannehill to be the guy and win, which was the number one seed last year, they have to put weapons around him. And they went out and they tried to do that. Getting Ben Jones back helped. And they didn't lose a whole lot. Um, they were also constricted by the salary cap, but they were able to maneuver and do some things via trade um, in order to kind of to make, you know, add to their team that was already the number one seed last year and suffered a tough loss. But I, I do like what they did. Yep. Yep. Uh, one last question on the AFC South before we move on. Bailey says, uh, why not an A plus for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, we gave them A minuses across the board. Why not an A plus AJ? I mean, I honestly think an A-plus would just be an overreaction to seeing some of the things they did. I mean, you can talk about Christian Kirk coming in, but the money they gave him for someone who's had some splashes and good deep throws from, let's be honest, Kyler Murray, a very, very quick, versatile deep thrower. Trevor Lawrence has not shown that yet in the NFL. We know he's good. He has not shown that yet in the NFL. Um, It was great to get Cam Robinson, but then you talk about Evan Ingram. What what can you say about Evan Ingram? He's a pro bowler. Yay. I mean, but like, it's all signings based on potential and you can't give a yeah. potential. You can't get potential in a plus you can give it an a minus. You can get, you can't give it an a plus. I almost just gave them an a plus today. I almost changed it. Really? They <laughs> signed somebody today or yesterday, last night that I'm, I, that I think is underrated. Uh, uh, what was his Arden name? Arden, Key. Arden, Arden Key. Key. Yeah. They don't realize how good he was in San Francisco, especially against the run. Um, That's what the Jaguars going, struggle with. 
he is going to be a difference maker. And I know not a lot of people know about him, but I really liked that signing. It almost made me bump it up to an A plus because I'm, I'm not going to lie. I love everything that Jacksonville's done, including the Christian Kirk signing. And yeah. I'm okay with them overpaying for him and Zay Jones. And w- when they have the money, I would like to see the Colts do some I stuff like, like the that. Zay Jones. I like the um, Zay Jones signing. It's, it's, argu- it's, it's arguable that the Jacksonville Jaguars have had one of the best off seasons thus far, just including the urban Meyer getting rid of bringing in a super bowl head coach. Like it's arguable that they've had one of the better off seasons. So an a plus wouldn't be out of the, the question. I had it in an a minus. I thought an a is an a it's good enough. Um, yeah, but yeah, could it be an a plus? Sure. If you really wanted to go that way. And I do agree. Evan Ingram type stuff and the Zay Jones and Christian Kirks. It is a lot of that's potential, uh, but they did bring in some guys that are solid, right? Also to They're go trying. along. That's really Lua Khan, Brandon Scherf. Um, you know, Darius Williams, like you get these guys. Uh, I like what Jacksonville's done. Yep. Yep. Uh, shout Still out back. Yes, it is a, this is a panel of graduates. There's a panel of, of full sale grads now. Uh, full sale. I, I don't like the, it's still Jacksonville. Quote, I'm hoping I'm, if, the, if that mindset was I, true, then Bengals fans would have been like last year. Oh, it's still Cincinnati. It's still Cincinnati. And guess yeah. what? Well, it it, it's still Cleveland. And now you have Deshaun Watson. That well, mindset is, well, is not really. People are still mindset. saying it's still Cleveland though. I do know that there <laughs> are still, so what there I'm are still people is, <laughs> in 2017 when people were like, Oh, it's still Jacksonville. And then you go to the AFC title game. Like to, to say that, I, I think you're just basically shutting down any chance Jacksonville ever has, has of becoming a contender. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like that mindset. Uh, let's move on to the AFC East, the last team in the AFC. These are our grades, uh, B plus a minus and a B plus for the bills. AJ again. <laughs> so damn. Hey, he's that teacher. Hey, he's a I full can't. sale teacher. He's a full <laughs> you, oh he's my God. A full sale. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> hey, honestly, though, honestly, though, uh, I can't, I can't just you can't defend this one. The C minus. No. I that honestly that's <laughs> you can't an stand oversight. by that one. No, that's just that's an oversight. I, yep. I I apologize. You guys are completely correct on that one. It's yeah, <laughs> there trash. Is, I mean that is I, that's I, my I, worst honestly, grade. I'm back at it. I'm looking back at it, I'm just like, why? Yeah. Why did I put a C minus? I think yeah. I was just like, all right, I'll just they're NFL teams. We'll make sure that <laughs> Yeah, this is the Patriots get the benefit of the doubt a lot of times because we never we always question what Belichick does in off seasons. Yeah. And then somehow it always, you know, works out or whatever. I think we kind of got to get away from this. And I I mentioned this in the season before. I love Belichick and Belichick's been great, but he's been great with Tom Brady. And the Patriots have now not won a playoff game in three years. And that team doesn't look to be going in the right direction. And they did absolutely nothing. And, and we can continue to trust that Belichick will get it done. Yeah, but I don't know. They're trying it to survive be. off of Belichick alone. You cannot just survive on it's Belichick alone. That. It's past that. It's past that. Like, and, and we've seen that. You know, the question was there for one year. Is it Belichick or Brady? We gave Belichick a second year because we knew they sold out to get that championship anyways. Yeah. But, you know, I think part of it was like they don't. Last year, they did so much, and we've never seen it. And I don't know if they did it the correct way, and it kind of left them screwed this year. Because you look at what they did, it's a bunch of re-signings. And anybody they brought in who's new got a one-year deal, much like the Patriots do. Um, and it might have just been me being like, this is what they do. So like, based on what the Patriots always do, sure, C-minus, but no, it, it was bad. And I, I don't know what they're going to do in the draft to think that it's going to get better. 
AJ before the show was like, yeah, I, some of my picks were just, uh, just really just fast judgments, but I got, I got some substance behind it all. I can, I can back it all up. I can back it all up except for this Patriots one. There ain't no backing it up. There ain't no back. This was, this was, it'd make for a good conversation. So Aaron, you gave F's, uh, you gave F's freely. You never, like you have a bunch of, no, no, no. But I'm just saying like, you have a, you have a few F's, but there's no lower than an F. No. This is my worst grade out of everyone. There I gave no that, such thing as an F minus, Vinny. So I, you, hey, I know, I hey, get your point, but there is no such thing. I got an F minus. I got an F minus in high school. Okay, so you back off. I got there F minuses no before. There is no such thing as an F minus. Yeah. If if I were to give a percentage grade, this would be a ten percent. The New England Patriots get a ten percent grade here for their shitty off season. As for everybody else, though, uh, it's a plus, a plus for the Dolphins, and then an A you can, for the. You can a plus that. I just, I just didn't hit triple that. a plus for the Dolphins, yeah, and they, then they did uh, the, damn thing. the B, <laughs> the, the the Bills. I know, Aaron, you are high on the Von Miller signing. Is that why the Bills get an A minus for you? No, I wasn't high on the Von Miller signing. I thought you, I thought you had that no, as the I, best not, signing. No, that was Dylan. Uh, oh, I said that was going to be like the the most uh, overhyped. I don't know. Anyways, we'll get we'll get it. Von Miller was a great great player, so bringing him in in a position of need, you got to give him a bump for that. But I think they made some underrated signings in Jamison Crowder and OJ Howard, especially when you lose guys like Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley, older guys, and you bring in uh, a guy like Jamison Crowder who's a really good player when he's healthy. Um, I really like that. They brought in more offensive line help and Roger Saffold. I think they already had a good a good team great team and they just added to it they're going to be right back there for me i thought the bills did a hell of a job this offseason okay it would have been even better had they got jd mckissick but then when that when that fell through they went out and got um duke johnson duke johnson duke who's johnson. another versatile player that can kind of play some some of that role so uh add some more running back depth i, I really like what buffalo did yeah yeah, Buffalo yeah. did a good job. Uh, that does it for our AFC side of things. Let's go on over to the NFC. We'll start off with the NFC West here. And uh, again, there's a glaring. Is that can't be correct. That is that correct. correct. You you gave them. I, I, this is this is definitely correct. I did, I didn't mess this one up. Uh, the only one I messed up was the AFC West. You gave the Arizona Cardinals a B. Uh, and yeah, you, you did, you did. And Aaron, I don't know, myself, how, you did this. I don't okay. know how you did this, especially in the NFC when most NFC teams did nothing. Most NFC yeah. teams have literally done nothing yep. and it's reflected in there. So I do know that one big thing <laughs> I really enjoyed for the Arizona Cardinals. I think the signing of Will Hernandez was big. Uh, I think that's the type of guy that they need on that type of offensive line. I'm, a, I'm still a big fan of Zach Ertz. I know a lot of people have soured on him. He had the one down year in Philly, but Philly was a train wreck at that point in time, too. It was hard for damn near anyone to, to uh, succeed. And and then James Conner showed back up, too. I would have loved for them to have kept Chase Edmonds, uh, which would have been higher. But, like, I, I think they did some good things. But I remember giving the B on the fact that they lost Chandler Jones. Um, and that that's a, big, that's a big thing for me. I don't think it's as low as a D, but I don't think I also meant to go with a B. I don't think it's they didn't get better. What, what I, are they? Yeah, like we, they didn't. We saw them struggle last year, and they didn't get better. They lost yeah. Jordan Hicks. They lost Chase Edmonds. They lost Chandler Jones. They lost Christian Kirk. They lost AJ Green, and yep. 
They re-signed James Conner, which is great, but we've seen him have trouble being an every down back all by himself for the course of the season. Yep. And, um, and you mentioned Will Hernandez. Yeah, that's some good offensive line depth, but they didn't get better. Now they have a void at receiver. They have a void on the defensive side of the football. They don't yeah. have any defensive backs. Did, like, did, AJ, did that move? Did, did their, did their uh, free agency and their moves this offseason push them ahead of San Francisco? No, I wouldn't say that. Did it push them ahead so, of, no, of the of the Rams? Well, the Rams are on their own. That's what I'm saying. Did it? Oh, did, did honestly? Uh, uh, let me let me just take a gander back at your grades here. I think you, they're worse this year than they were last year. So if if, if Seattle has a better grade than Arizona here, where where is your line here now with Seattle and Arizona? Well, I don't think that. I don't think that. I'm just saying that makes them a better team. I just think that the Seattle Seahawks did a lot more. Okay. In they, I, I, I forget they have Drew Lock. They have Drew Lock yeah. now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, no, just what, what Seattle did in free agency is more than what Arizona did. I mean, getting those picks alone, adding a Noah Fanton talent, adding a uh, keeper Rashad Penny, keeping Quandre Diggs was huge for me. I thought, I thought it was a foregone conclusion. He'd be gone. Uh, so to have him and Jamal Adams still back there, we don't have to focus on some leaders on the defense. Now that Bobby Wagner's gone. Uh, I think that was kind of huge with the, with the Cardinals. I mean, I could go lower. I, I don't think I would go as far as a D, but I could go lower. And you guys make some good points. They did not get better, uh, but I didn't see them getting better in the first place. And I think a lot of the big deal is they had a, they have so many issues going on in their front office right now. I don't know if their eye was completely on the ball in this free agency period, trying to work things out with Kyler and Cliff and making sure and that, that they're on the right track for this season. And, coming and, up. and that's why they get a D because I don't like, I don't, I don't take excuses here. I don't count in office discussions between players as well, free agents. No, no. <laughs> but what I do, what I do count for is them not getting any better. And if they don't get any better, they get a D. I don't give a shit what the excuse is. They didn't get better. I mean, that's, 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 that's what it is. I mean, that's, that's plain and simple for, for the, uh, right. for, for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, everywhere else, the, the Niners get a C across the board. Uh, Aaron, you gave the Rams a B uh, or a C plus. What, uh, you didn't like their off season? I mean, they didn't, do anything they signed Allen robinson that's true they, 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 they lost did. robert woods they lost odell beckham they lost von miller they lost sony michelle they lost darius williams they lost austin corbett they lost sebastian joseph day they oh. lost johnny hecker and andrew whitworth retired they didn't did, get did obj and sony michelle sign somewhere else no they're free agents though yeah so they don't have a they can uh, they, they don't have they're not on the rams roster they don't you don't get to claim somebody that's not on your roster you know what put bobby wagner on dallas i'm gonna claim wagner he's not that's signed goes. Put bobby it wagner. only works if they were previously with the team oh man oh my goodness <laughs> no we're they in the dead period to, after the draft after the draft they, but they have to sign those guys i get yeah. you in order after to, the right draft now, they i would imagine them. i would imagine after the draft you're gonna see sony michelle back in la and I would imagine OBJ. Eh, OBJ is a questionable one. I don't think. I don't think Sony's back. I don't think Sony's back. I think that's the only one. I, I, I OBJ. I can see. I can't see uh, Sony. I mean, they don't back. really need to sign Sony Michelle. Yeah, back, they right? don't. Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers, but they only got and eight Jay million Funk. in cap space. So, so they don't have a ton of flexibility. Yeah, like it's. It, to say they're going to do this, they're going to do that. Everybody thought Bobby Wagner was going to go to Dallas, and yeah. now Dallas is out on Bobby Wagner. So. Yeah. 
Hey, yeah. hey, they might not be out though. Remember, Cleveland said they were out on Deshaun Watson. I know. And then, That's and what then, I'm saying. Like, it, we don't know. But as of right now, the Rams haven't done anything to for me to say that they've really improved. Getting Allen Robinson is a nice piece, but they lost way more than that. So, yeah. Uh, let's go on to. We got two more divisions left, and uh, we got the NFC North and the NFC East. Here we got the Packers, Vikings, Bears, and Lions coming up. Uh, let's let's get into it. Let's let's get into it right here. Green Bay Packers. <sighs> for our audio list, for our audio listeners, if uh, surprise, surprise, when I just say a team's name and then it goes quiet and then you hear AJ chuckle, you can expect that there's a little uh there's some separation between our grades here. I have a D, Aaron has a D minus, and AJ has them at a B. Uh AJ, well, defend yourself. Can I Aaron Rodgers back? The guy Aaron Rodgers back. That's huge. For a year, we were all waiting for him to go to Denver or Pittsburgh or anywhere else. And not only did he go, we'll try this again. This man signed for three years, 150. We'll probably re-sign again. Devontae Adams being gone is huge. Obviously, we get it. Darius Smith being gone is huge. But clearly, they saw enough in Preston Smith and some other pieces that they can go and get uh, that they're going to be okay with. Uh, the fact of with, with Aaron Rodgers coming back for me for Green Bay and what Green Bay has been with LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, it's good enough for me. Uh, Devontae Adams would have probably made me give them an A if he was still there. Um, but Aaron Rodgers coming back, I'm 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 in. I'm in. I'm okay with that. Um, this is tough because I thought about the Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers was under contract. Yeah, he he would have had to opt out. Like he was already he would under have contract. done it in a heartbeat though, and we know that. But but he didn't. But like all the talk about Aaron Rodgers leaving, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has a rift with the front office. Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay, and all Green Bay did in the last three years is continue to win thirteen games and fail to make the Super Bowl. And that was with Devontae Adams, and that's with Zadarius Smith, and that's with Kevin King, and MVS, and all, and all these guys like that that they are now the void of they don't have them anymore so yes it was nice to get aaron Rodgers back it was nice to go ahead and sign a preston smith that's all they did they didn't get better they got worse and i don't again when i think of an offseason you go into an offseason to get better they did not get better they got far worse they still don't have a weapon on the outside alan lazard being a number one receiver just scares the hell out of me (laughs) and i know aaron Rodgers is good but aaron Rodgers doesn't trust a whole lot of receivers yeah and he, the trust he built with the Devontae Adams, that's hard to kind of recreate. Even back. it yeah. took him two to three years to really get that trust in Devontae Adams yeah. before, you know, he really turned into Devontae. Um, I think Green Bay is lost. I think their front office is, is lost because they didn't know what to do losing Devontae Adams. They tried to salvage it. It didn't work out. And now they're trying to play catch up and it's going to be tough. Receiver first round this year. They have to. If they do that, maybe they find a good one, but I don't know how they got better. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't beat uh, the 49ers with these guys. Yeah. And now they're not going to beat the 49ers with these new guys. Well, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the rest of the NFC North here, though, uh, sees around sees around the board for Minnesota. <sighs> AJ giving a C to the Bears while there's two F's standing next to him. AJ decided I'm going to come in here and Honestly, blow shit up. He is my F. Bro, C is my F. Okay, got it. Like, got like, it. If I put a C, it's probably because I got an F. Like, because honestly, I went back and just kind of looking. I was like, 
in what world yeah and why <laughs> i don't i i i i apologize for two <laughs> it, it was that byron hey, it was that byron pringle put him over the top on the bears <laughs> hey and i'm sorry beth i see you're all happy that I, I, it was an accident i did not mean to be nice to the bears maybe you know what it was matt Nagy's not there anymore that that's a we can't AJ had a can of Pringles next to his desk and he was like, you know I what? This is, a good, this is a good signing. This is a good, delicious early, signing. Guys, you know? <laughs> I slept on it and I dreamed about the Bears. <laughs> what is Chicago doing though? Like, I honestly, you, I, you know what's crazy too? Because I'm sorry to catch you. I sat there and I was like, how did, the, how did they let this happen? Their best receiver now is probably Darnell Mooney. You could argue Byron Pringle, but not at all. And like, I'm sitting there. I, I, when you when you show it a B, I kind of want to go back to my picture, and make sure we did that right. Because I'm like, for real, I don't. It don't feel right. And I, I trust you. Even though you messed up, I trust you. I probably did oh, do oh, that. Oh, but, uh, um, actually, actually, yeah. I have AJ here as a C, so that's right. That feels better. Yeah. Wait. Oh, but that's what you put. Pretty sure that's what you put. Wait, that's what yeah, I put. We have right? it as an F. We have it as an F. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, it's an F. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an F. And it, 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 but you're right. AJ's AJ's C is now an F. He grades like full sale. So uh, let's move on to the last <laughs> and final team, the division here. Uh, it is the NFC East, and once again, <sighs> I, I appreciate you, AJ. But Jesus Christ, man, this guy. Hey, is this your first show in a while? Oh wait, it is. And the hey, Google this, Docs, hey, you know what it is. B plus. You know what it is. Let's be honest. AJ pretty much missed all of free agents. <laughs> so he is playing. He definitely is playing catch up. Uh, but I want to hear. I want to hear my, how my Cowboys get a B plus. I'm ready. Let's, let's, let's do it. Listen, uh, Michael Gallup. Great idea. James Washington. I like that signing a lot. He needed some time to really pull out and show what he could do. Dalton Schultz. Point. Don't let him go. That's a big one. Uh, I like Dante Fowler going back to Dan Quinn. I do not like him in the Falcons. He could never find his footing. He's shown flashes. He's shown he could be good. And he's shown he's had his best years with a Dan Quinn. So I like that move. I know how big Jayon Curse was for you guys. And Malik Hooker coming over as a safety. That's a big one as well. I think that you guys had to get rid of some cap space, as you can tell with Amari Cooper. And look, I mean, what you guys do as an offensive team, it's hard being an offensive team all the time, you know? And that's what they had to focus on. So they made some small things, but it's okay. You guys did so good work. At, at you, the, you did make good points. At the end of it all, Aaron, I'll ask you this question. At the end of it all, who has the better career? Who ends up having the better career? Who do you think has the, ends up having the better career? Michael Gallup or Amari Cooper? Because the, the reason why I asked this question here is because they did go out and like uh, we talk about free agent signings and trades, but also a big part of the offseason is re-signing your own. And that's what the Dallas Cowboys did in re-signing Michael Gallup. And they made it, they gave him a big, a big contract. So the, the and I'm not, I guess I am playing AJ's devil's advocate here of, of, of B plus is because they went out and locked up one of their own in Michael Gallup. And if we are to say that Michael Gallup ends up being better than what Amari Cooper was, then, then you could say, okay, maybe we are wrong in having them at a D and maybe we bump them up to a C at least because they were able to get and lock down a wide receiver that's going to be a wide receiver one in the future. I do hate that they lost Cedric Wilson, though. I will say that. I thought that would have been somebody that they could have kept would have been a big deal as well. So I, I think that – I don't really think that's it, Vinny, because they're not paying Michael Gallup to be a wide receiver one. 
keeping Michael Gallup, if you look at Michael Gallup's contract, he's only getting paid, what, four, $14 million how many, a year? How, how many years is that, though? Five years, 57, 23, fully guaranteed, has so, a max yeah. value of 65. I guess the reason why I say that is because the year, the years on it that they're, that they're okay, they're saying, okay, we're going to put our, our, we're going to try and develop this guy to be our one, maybe in five no, no, years. No, 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 no. That's no, no, no. That's not what they were doing. First of all, he okay. has a very similar contract to Christian Kirk. After two years, they can get out in 2023 with only a six million dollar cap penalty. The second part is he's only making 14 million dollars a year. Amari Cooper was scheduled to make 20 this year, 23 the following year, and then 26 the year after that. So it's it's more about the numbers of Amari Cooper not living up to being really the. Devontae Adams style, the Tyreek Hill style that we we were going to pay him to be. And then you get CeeDee Lamb, who's on a rookie deal. So that's not even the problem that I have. It's not just losing Amari Cooper that the Dallas Cowboys really kind of have irked me this offseason. It's you get rid of a guy like Amari Cooper to save the money. You cut a guy like Lyle Collins to save the money to go out and be able to add to your team. And then they fail to do that. Bring it in, guys. You mentioned like James Washington and Dante Fowler, all on one-year deals, very, very cheap, minimally. They're not using any of that cap space for them. You lose guys like Randy Gregory, who you let end up walking out the door. That was $70 million you planned on paying a guy that you didn't pay him because of whatever contract dispute, and then where'd you spend that money? You didn't. You yeah. Now, you Dak restructured his deal. Uh, Zach Martin restructured his deal to help the team go out and make additions, and all you did is bring back Leighton Vander Esch on a cheap deal. Dorrance Armstrong, nice signing. And then Jaron Curse was a nice signing because he did perform well, but all on short deals where you're not paying them a lot of money. So what are you doing? That's like, why can't you afford a Tyron Matthew? Why can't you afford a Bobby Wagner? Why can't you go out and get a splash player um, in free agency after you've done all this to manipulate the cap? That's my issue with them. They signed guys, but they couldn't win last year with the guys they had. And now you're losing Amari Cooper and allow Collins. Connor Williams gone. Two, foy, two holes on the offensive line. They did not have a good offseason, and there's a lot of questions, and I'm not the only Dallas Cowboys fan that has been saying that. The fans are not, un, very unhappy with what they've done, um, manipulating the cap and then not spending the money. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Uh, the rest of this NFC East here. Uh, Beth, I see that you did say that we were never going to – you said stuff about Pluto, and you said, you know, we will never <laughs> agree on sports things. Uh, exhibit a, the Manders, uh, C minus <laughs> C minus. And guess what? AJ even gave the Manders a C minus. So across the board, there is some, uh, agreeance with the, with, the with sports things. And then there's the giants who in all fairness, I could have given them a C plus because they got who they, what was that offensive lineman that they got? What's his name? Uh, Lewinsky, Mark Lewinsky. Lewinsky. Yeah, that guy, I, I guess that could bump it up, uh, to a C plus, but again, I don't, I didn't see much, uh, improvement from the New York giants for me well, to they give also them got John Feliciano, which was big, <laughs> another offensive lineman. And they got Tyrod Taylor. Who's a really good backup. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. it'll be the starter by like week yeah, three. Yeah, Tyrod's going to be the starter eventually, but, uh, let's, let's put a bow on this. Is there any yeah. other, uh, notes you want to, you guys have in your notebook for grades and all this good stuff that you guys wanted to bring up? Yeah, I want to uh-huh. stay right there in the East. I have the Eagles and I gave them a D plus like the Cowboys and it's very similar. Um, I like the Hassan Reddick signing. Um, they bring back, you know, Fletcher Cox. That was nice, but they didn't, they, they didn't lose much on their team, but they didn't gain much either outside of the Hassan Reddick. I thought they could have done a little bit more. I don't know their salary cap 
constraints, but not really going out and trying to get another weapon on the outside for, for a guy that we're still trying to determine is our franchise quarterback. Um, I, I thought that was kind of a misstep by Philly. I think they're kind of stuck on what they want to do. And I, so I didn't really like what they did outside of the Son Reddick signing. And I thought that was, was good, but is that a game changer for them? I don't think so. Yeah. I also like the Kaiser white signing for them though, too. And that's part of the reason I was giving them their, their B. Uh, they stay true to what they are. There's one thing about Philly when they weren't getting good on offense, their defense was finding out how to make things happen from that front seven and making time for that back zone to stay, stay correct. Kaiser white's going to come in and I think be a great, a great piece next to a Hassan Reddick and behind a Fletcher Cox and a Derek Barnett. I hated the fact I'm with you with the fact that the receiver they went out and got was Zach Pascal, who came up in okay times in Indy, but nothing. I think the you Philadelphia Eagles. I didn't Eagles even say team, his name. Right. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles should be the one team that has like multiple, like a room of wide receiver scouting talents only. Like all you do for your entire life is look at wide receivers because they can't get it right ever. And, yeah. uh, and it's something that really does need to be addressed if they want to be a force to be reckoned with because the East is always up for grabs and they haven't been able to take hold of it since they won the Super Bowl again because they don't have the weapons that they need. Yep. Yep. And with three with three first round picks, they better hope to get at least one, hopefully two or three. Uh, right. And speaking of that, we'll be covering the draft. Uh, we'll be beginning our draft coverage all next week, uh, starting off with Monday. Uh, we'll have a draft. We'll have a draft so prep show. Maybe it'll be a mock Monday. Maybe AJ will get us a mock and we'll do a mock Monday for, for ah. that. Uh, we will see. Uh, but either way, that does it for another episode of the Sac City Podcast. We'll be back again on Friday, live at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for a fun and games Friday, not just with myself and not just with Aaron. AJ returns to fun and games Friday. It is going to be great. You're not going to want to miss it. Don't forget, head on over to all of our social media platforms. Follow Kenny Baby Hands Picket to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and our TikTok at Sac City Pod. Uh, for Aaron the Mukes, I am Mukes. And for your boy, AJ Johnson, I am me. We will see you Friday. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.